Welcome to the Simple Cocktails Podcast. I'm Greg Mays, Managing Editor of SimpleCocktails.net. And I'm Lisa Mays. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, you're mine now. <laughs> the big takeover. Oh, no. It's the big takeover. Now we need to be professional. I know. <laughs> All right. Get the act together. The boss is here. <laughs> All right. I'm Larry Aarons. I produce the Simple Cocktails podcast with Greg and Lisa. And I thought we'd take a few minutes and hear about your story and talk about how Simple Cocktails got started, where the concept began, and all of that. So take us back to the beginning. Who yeah. wants to start? Go Me? Ahead, okay. Yes. All right. Here we go. So uh, really what it was is I th- the easy answer is Lisa and I grew up in non-drinking families. Very conservative. Very conservative. Uh, and so what began to happen as we became adults and we would get babysitters and go out on for a night on the town is we would sit down and they would say, what would you like to drink? And we'd be like... Uh, <laughs> blank stare. We, we would relate to movies. <laughs> as sick as that um, is. <laughs> I say, Lisa's tired of hearing this, but I say this because it is actually true. We, I have literally ordered a martini, a vodka martini shaken, not stirred. Right. I've said that at a at a restaurant, a la I'm, James Bond. I, yes. yes, I'm humiliated now, um, but that is. Absolutely, something I've done. Right. Uh, so, and we did that a lot. And then, and then at one point, you ordered a drink, and they said, "Would you like that dirty?" And you're like, "I don't know what that means." Yeah. Excuse yeah. me, sir. How and, dare you? And, you're, you. and you're trying Watch to be sophisticated, mouth. right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and uh, and so they were like, "Oh, it's got olive juice," and you're like, "That sounds good. I love olives." <laughs> And they so do that. Awesome. I know. And so that I think a dirty martini was your drink for ten years. It was. Yeah. It was. But for yeah, we came from we came from backgrounds where we had no idea what we were doing. So we started from scratch. Yeah, we didn't know where to start. Right. And so what started to happen is I think at some point I got it in my head that I wanted to have a home bar or be able to m- make drinks for people at home. Right. Yeah, Mad Men may have had something to do with it, <laughs> sure. right? Because it's like, uh, that's kind of cool. I wish I could do that. Right, right. And so I bought a book by Stuart Walton, uh, 750 Cocktail Recipes. I think right. he's British, mm-hmm. Stuart Walton. Uh, so I bought the book, and I opened it, and I looked, and then I turned the page, and I looked again, and I turned the page, and I looked again, and then I started marking the pages and out of the 750 recipes, I only had the ingredients for like five right. of the drinks. And this is humble beginnings. I mean, this is this is us trying to be sophisticated, but mm, on a on a college budget. Yeah. So, Lisa, you were on board from the beginning. I was. Yeah. Well, you know, give and take. Sometimes when I was pregnant. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was there totally is on board. That. She had to tap out occasionally. <laughs> but I loved the whole idea of cocktail. I love vintage style. I yes. love. Um, cocktail hour. I always thought, like, you know, why? Why is this not? Why is this all about bars nowadays? How come we're not doing this at home? Yeah. And that for me clicked for me. For you, you were like, um, there are so many recipes out there, and everything is like seven ingredients. Yeah. 
It's, it's, you have to get like cummel. Right. I still don't know what cummel is. Right. It's some weird like <laughs> liqueur or something. Yeah, exactly. Right. So for me, it was design uh-huh. and, and um, artis- artistic, you know, um, approach to it. And for Greg, it was functionality. It's true. It, that, it remains that way. Right. Because like yesterday, you were like, hey, I found this really cool bar cart. And I was like, why do I want a bar cart? I, my liquor fills up like eight cabinets. <laughs> because it would look so well on my west wall. What are you talking about? Sounds like most of your kitchen is, yes. is the bar, actually. Yes. That's, that's exactly it true. Is. I've had to figure it out. So it's at this point, it's it's a couple of cabinets. Right. And there's some in the linen closet. Right. Linen closet's about half booze. <laughs> That's that's my uh, second that's my second <laughs> right. tier booze, right. and then the third tier booze is in the garage, and that is almost exclusively flavored vodka. Yeah. Now you started podcasting very early when podcasting yeah. was kind of a new thing. That's right. So when I was in college, I won an iPod. Right. And this was in the days when iPods were like five hundred dollars. This is when Apple mm-hmm. was a laughing stock. This yeah. is when Apple was like, "Oh, you mean that like rainbow Apple from right. the seventies? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah." So yeah. Uh, you had to iPods explain iPods were po- cool, right? But Apple was not, right? So you had to explain a uh, an iPod along with the whole approach of a podcast. Yeah. So I won an iPod. Then I started googling. No high speed internet started. It probably wasn't Google. It was probably yeah. Yahoo. Probably. I started looking for uh, podcast or iPod accessories, mm-hmm. and then I kept seeing this word podcast, and mm-hmm. I was like, "What is podcast? Like, I don't even know what that is." And so I started looking, and I was like, "This sounds really complicated." <laughs> and they're like a podcast. It's like right. you. It's a show you put on your iPod. This was two thousand four. Right. Just for some perspective, iTunes did not add podcasts until I think two thousand six. Right. So this was two years before anyone wow. really knew what it was. You were early adopters, right? So very much. And and saying that because we were early, it was really early. It was e- really easy. I want to say. I mean, we did work yeah. hard, but it was easy for us to get listeners because yeah. there were people just chomping at the bit for mm. internet radio. We were just just an educated guest. We were one of the first few hundred podcasts right. in the world. And our podcast if I mean we we tucked it away and we hid it and it's buried in the back of our car in the <laughs> back the of DVD our DVD with all the shows. Of all of our shows, but we talked about nothing, Larry. We yeah. talked about nothing. I made people laugh. <laughs> it was Seinfeld of podcasts. And we the had show about nothing. Exactly. And we had how many listeners at one point? Tens of thousands. Right. Yeah. Did you all really? around yeah. the world. Look at what you started. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah it was. And it and at the time, podcasts were just really about other podcasts. Yeah. So literally, you would get on and you would talk about, I heard this other podcast today, and they got this new microphone. <laughs> like some of the really geeky ones were about podcast gear right. and audio equipment and stuff like that. But podcasts talked about other podcasts, and they sort of begat each other. Right. And I can tell you, frankly, those first few hundred, none of them were names you would ever know now. It wasn't CNN it wasn't NPR. Right. It was a good year before those guys even showed Although up. Although we have a good friend who started podcasting around the time that we did. And, uh, yeah, he's doing some really good stuff for CNN right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. He is. So, so yeah. our podcast was called Viva Podcast. Mm-hmm. We haven't said that. Right. Uh, and we, we actually – I got a deck of cards from, like, Walgreens that was, like, New Mexico historical facts. <laughs> and so every no episode we, we would have New, New Mexico. Mexico history minute. We did. And so we'd read one of these cards I got at Walgreens. So right. the first podcasts were not cocktails, or did nope, you? Not, not, at not at all. Not you at all. just. Although I drank, I mean, yeah. I drank to to loosen up. Sure. So yeah. So when <laughs> did you uh, start incorporating the cocktail recipes into it? 
It was so Viva Podcast went on. We probably did about 150 episodes mm-hmm. over the course of about four years. Initially, mm-hmm. we were doing them five days a week. Yeah. Uh, we were doing that's it, a lot. Yeah, Monday through Friday. It was, it was addicting. hard work. It was, yeah. it was addicting, but it was hard work. Yeah, that's dedication. Yeah, and it, and this was again not high speed internet, so everybody would set their computers to come on, connect to the web in the middle of the night, and download their podcasts and put them on their iPod. Mm-hmm. And you had to use software that doesn't even exist anymore because iTunes wasn't doing it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and we. Yeah, we would drink on the show, right? Like, you know, right. but that was it. So li- life paused for us a little bit. Yeah, we I had think so. A couple of babies, went couple to of college, babies. finished college. Yeah, tried to get a job. <laughs> you know, all that was important. So kind of fizzled away. But yeah. during that time, Greg started um, jotting down simple recipes, and that's what he wanted. He was looking through these books, and he was saying, "This is so expensive. I know that there are some classic cocktails out there that are three or four ingredients." And guess what? Every classic cocktail out there, some of them were your favorite, the old-fashioned, they were these simple cocktails. Hmm. And so Greg had the great idea of uh, of writing a um, like just like a PDF yeah. book. I started off with a, just like a document that I would right. email my friends right. that had recipes. That had about what? How many? Like Probably 20. Right. Simple yeah. cocktails. Yep. And then he also had, which I really thought was really cool, is a, a grocery list. Mm-hmm. Of you know your twenty dollar bar, your fifty dollar bar, and oh, your, that's a great idea. Your big spender two hundred and fifty dollar bar. You yeah, know? it's sure. still on the site now. It's the buyer's guide. It's right. not super popular, but yeah, that's something that's still there because I want to help people go from zero to something. Right, right. Even if it's you know I only have fifty bucks. How do I start? So, how do I make ten drinks? So we're trying to really like you know do the amateur. We're trying to teach amateur right. home bartenders like this is how you're going to start. This is how you're going to get a good palate. And it's not hard to get a home bar together. No, you can do it on a a shoestring budget if you want. Mm -hmm. But it it somehow elevates you as people who entertain and and make the cocktail about good friends and conversation. But it elevates you in in terms of well, your friends look at you in a different way, don't they? They wow, they're sophisticated. Look, they made me an old fashioned. I don't know if they think that we're sophisticated, but I think that they're like, hey, if Greg and Lisa invite you over, say yes. Do it. Because you can taste everything for free. Anything you want. Any drink yeah. you've ever that's dreamed what, of. That's what it's evolved to. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And that's what we want to do. Going to bar I mean we're not gonna we're not gonna take money away from bars. There's always going to oh, be bars. Yes. We go to yeah. bars. Exactly. Sure. But yeah. there's something different that happens when you serve a drink to your friend at home. Yeah. They learn how to make it. They can make it themselves. Um, they can taste it and say, no, I really don't like it. Cool. Throw it down the sink because I, I – and I talked to your wife about this. Yes. We're afraid to send our drinks back. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm so afraid. Yeah. <laughs> and I hear that people do that at bars, but we're way too nervous about that. I am. Yeah. So I tend to – you know, even though I'm the cocktail guy, depending on the bar I'm at, I, I usually just get a beer at a bar. because. Right. I might have a drink that I really want, but I want it the way I make it. Right. And it's not it's not snobby necessarily. It's just I've become I guess picky. Right. Maybe is that snobby? Exactly. But we do have like we do have Larry like our our drinks that we will go out to, you know, order. Mm-hmm. Sure. You can't mess up a margarita for me. Yeah. I like margaritas no. ten ten different ways. Yep, that's, <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. Greg, what do you I think you just do beer. Yeah, old fashions. You, <laughs> you can, you can mess up an old fashioned, yeah. Right. Those are pretty good. Although sometimes they come close, adding uh, club soda. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a little bit of club soda I'm okay with. The one I had that I didn't like was um they added um 
triple sec. So it was like oh, sweet really? and sweet. orangey. Right. Uh, so, you know, a little bit of orange in a, in a old fashioned is okay, but super sweet and syrupy right. was not okay. What so, kind of feedback are you getting from people on, on the podcast and the blog and everything that you do? I think most most of the people that I hear from are in the same boat that we are or they're in the same boat we were in five years ago, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, I really want a home bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's really complicated right. and expensive. I, I keep hearing the word not pretentious. Oh, I you like know? that. People yeah, are like, oh, they're not sure. pretentious. So, Yeah. That's and that's why we continue to focus on amateur home bartenders. Right. Because what what happens? Uh, there's plenty of bartenders who are our friends that we like a lot. But what happens is you get like these bartender competitions and stuff like that, and so you end up with these recipes that are incredibly complex. Right. Because they're trying to win a competition. And that, there's or a time whatever. and place for that. Totally true. That's just not our. And that's what a, that's not a real. If I go to a, like a nice craft cocktail bar, I'll, I'll get something complex. Right. If I'm gonna pay, um, you know, twelve. Sure. dollars for a cocktail i'll yes. get a martinez i want it I'll to take a half an hour reviver. for you to make <laughs> right i'll yes. get something that like i can't even make at home because right. i don't have this weird liqueur right yeah that's totally true do you tend to order drinks off of a cocktail menu when you go to a bar or do you like to uh, just come up with your own it I, depends on the bar. I prefer, yeah, I prefer the menu. Yeah, I think I do too. If uh, it's a craft, if it's a craft cocktail, yeah, then I'm like, yes, I want to know what you spent time on. I trust you. Do it, but uh, if it's. So how do we say this nicely? There's not a lot of craft cocktail bars in the state of New Mexico. So what tends to happen is most bars that we do go to are nice bars that have good food or whatever. Yes. Um, But usually that type of bar, I don't look at a cocktail menu. I'll either order a beer or an old-fashioned or a rye whiskey on the rocks. Right, right. Um, that's what I'll stick with. At least I'll drink a margarita. Yeah. We don't look at the menu. Where no. we do look at the menu is like a craft cocktail bar. Right. So Secreto Lounge in Santa Fe, mm-hmm. craft cocktail bar. Uh, oh, here's our cocktail specialties. I want to see those because I, I, I want one And of I those. get really excited because yeah. those those uh, those menus change every season. So, oh, man, I want to try your Negroni. I want to try yeah. your um, sidecar. I, yeah. I, Whatever your seasonal yes, stuff is. That's yeah, that's exciting for It me. is exciting. I know that it took you a long time to, to come up with that. And that's know? what I've done. You know, uh, can, I talk about Canon all the time in Seattle. When I go to Canon, I order off the menu. There's occasionally – one time I went, I said, I really like gin – just make they have a they have a cocktail that's called like the roulette cocktail mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. where it's just like tell us the base spirit you like and we'll make you a drink. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> they made they made a really good gin cocktail for me yeah. that had like grapefruit something and it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's when I'll just when I'm at a craft cocktail bar that's doing some high level stuff, I'll let them do whatever they want. Yeah, let, turn them loose, please. Yeah. Now, I want the audience to know that when we're in the studio doing these cocktails, the Greg and Lisa approach it with great joy and amusement <laughs> and discovery. There, You guys get excited about everything we make in here, and sometimes it doesn't turn out great, but <laughs> the enthusiasm is there. Oh, that's uh, nice. I yeah. think liquor has a lot to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. All right, so you're, you're at home, nothing going on, your guilty pleasure, you're going to make a drink, what's it gonna be? Hmm. 
gosh, I want to make that question a lot more harder. Like, well, it depends. Am I eating or is this after dinner? Because there's a cocktail for everything, Larry. Oh, yes. There is a cocktail for everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's do a nice a nice meal and uh, you're going to have a cocktail pre-dinner. What are you going to have? Pre-dinner. Uh, I'm going to have a martini. I'm going to have a gin martini. Um, dry or wet, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I like, I like a little sweet vermouth, yeah. not dry, mm-hmm. but I will drink a dry one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about you? Uh, I'm the same way. I, I'm very – it depends. Uh, I tend to drink the same cocktails all the time, but I drink them at a specific time. Mm-hmm. So before dinner <laughs> – We sound like luscious. There's our 7 o'clock cocktail, yeah. and then there's our 8 o'clock <laughs> it's cocktail, true. and it's then not there's our 11.30 cocktail. So this is not every day, but before no. dinner, usually I'll drink either a martini – or an IPA, right. a really dry IPA. So in New Mexico, we make some of the best beers in the country. We do. I can say that because we, we win GABF awards, especially IPAs. Mm-hmm. I think it's something about the heat and the dryness, but we make some nice, dry, hoppy IPAs. Mm-hmm. And so I, before dinner, I'll drink a nice – I don't like beers that are sweet at all. So if it's even a little bit sweet, even an IPA that's sweet, I don't like it. Right, right. So I'll drink a nice dry IPA or I'll drink a dry martini before dinner. Right. And it'll whet my appetite. I'll enjoy that. Right. If I have a really nice ver- dry vermouth, I might have a little bit of that on the rocks. But, right. Um, How about depends. at night? You have, a, you have a specific drink at night that you've been drinking lately. It depends on the season I'm in. Um, but, yeah, usually for a long time, it's usually bourbon or rye. Mm-hmm. As kind of a nightcap, sometimes mm-hmm. with dessert depends. Like if I'm having a peach pie, I'm having bourbon, right? right? Like right. It, it depends <laughs> on what I'm having for dessert. Um, but lately, brandy's really been kind of yeah. lighting my fuse, and so I'll have some brandy before bed, and that's almost as good as dessert to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it depends. What about what el- what else? You've said you start with a dry martini. What else? You're a wine girl. Yeah, I love wine. Yeah, I love wine. Yeah. I love white wines. Mm-hmm. Um, Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah. Um, Any alcohol. I'll try it. (laughs) (laughs) i got to say, this is kind of fun getting to know you. Well, at least for the audience, I hope. It's fun to get to know both of you. All right. So Simple Cocktails, big success is a blog and podcast. Um, Where's it go next? Are you going to keep at it? Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely so. It's it's a lot of fun. The podcast has been growing a lot, especially since we went to Tales of the Cocktail uh, in the summer. Uh, that helped a lot. So we've we've quadrupled in our listenership, yeah. which is awesome. Right. So we'll definitely keep doing this. Uh, the blog, for sure. I just love talking to people who are where I was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So I think there's continued stuff in that. I don't know. Where else? Yeah. Books. Yes. All sorts of exciting things. Right. Yeah. Hey, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thank you, Larry. Sign it off like you always do. That's right. I'm Greg Mays, the managing editor of SimpleCocktails.net. And I'm Lisa Mays. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers. Cheers.